What's up, party people? Welcome back to Ballads and Benefits. I'm your host, Sims Tillerson. Every episode, I interview a benefits broker to learn their story, learn what makes them different in the marketplace, and talk a little bit about the music they're listening to today. Today's guest is Norman Clark, the self-described jack-of-all-trades for Clark & Company Benefits right here in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. How are you today, Mr. Clark? I'm doing well, uh, making it through the week. A good Thursday morning and getting at it. Good deal. Glad to hear it. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Um, always nice to have have a hometown guest on the podcast, and we're going to get right to it. So my first question for you is, what led you to get into the benefits industry? I always like to say that, that most of us didn't get, get into it on purpose. We find it by accident and uh, learn to love it. But what did your path getting into the benefits industry look like? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I actually, I went to the University of South Carolina here. I grew up in a town about 45 minutes away called Orangeburg and went to South Carolina and was a business major and I actually double majored. I was finance was my core, but I, but I actually majored in insurance and uh, it wasn't because I thought I'd ever end up in the insurance business, but I knew that as a consumer, you always had to buy insurance. So you might want to know a little bit about it before you start buying it. So I, I double majored in insurance. And then when I got out of college I worked locally for a company out of Greensboro in the apparel business and and moved to New York City about a year later and uh, in the apparel business my family was in that business and my brother older brother and I went up to work with my dad ended up uh, being in that business for 13 years in New York City uh, nothing related to insurance all women's apparel which is as far away from insurance as you could ever get and the last couple of years in New York, I was commuting back and forth, uh, living here in Columbia and flying to New York weekly. It was very cheap airfare. The cost of living here was a lot cheaper. So we kept an apartment there and uh, came back and forth. And it was starting to wear on you, mid-30s. I was kind of tired of um, commuting, tired of the industry and needed something else to do. And I'd worked for myself really mostly the whole time. My brother and I split away from my father's company when he retired and started on our own and we'd work for ourselves and had that flexibility. So I really didn't want to go work for anyone else. And I had a friend of mine uh, in Orangeburg who was in this business who had done pretty well. Uh, and every time I went to see him, he was always sitting in his office with his feet propped up on his desk reading and didn't seem to be too busy. And, seemed to live a good lifestyle and I said you know if he can do that and he you know he was he was good at it I, I think I could do it and so uh he and his partner spotted me for six months gave me a thousand dollars a month and then for the first two or three years took a little split of the commissions uh, and that was kind of how I got started so I started working out of my spare bedroom, uh, beating the phones, trying to sell a little bit of insurance, not knowing too, too much and learned it on the go and actually got married uh, the next year. And my ex-wife 
would come in from school and want to chit chat, how you day and also I knew then that I had to uh move out and get an office and away from the house. It just wasn't working at that time and that was uh twenty five years ago. So we've been doing employee benefits here locally in Columbia and South Carolina for twenty five years now. So that's kind of the start of everything. That's pretty incredible and uh, I know New York City is a big change from Orangeburg and Columbia for that matter so I'm sure it was good to get back so you got your start with another firm and then and then started your own as a as a one-man operation what does Clark and Company benefits look like today well a lot different than back then no doubt um it was um I knew back then that to really compete and grow in this market based on the competitors then, and it's totally different now, but based on the competitors then, it was going to require a a fair amount of investment over the years and and more people. Uh, You really weren't going to go out and and grow your business by leaps and grounds, uh, leaps and bounds by being a one-man shop or two or three people. So... Really what I did all of that time was continually reinvest in, uh, in, in back into the company. Uh, I don't think really my ex-wife appreciated that too much, but <laughs> I, I thought that we could be something more than what we were. So I was continually hiring people and, and salespeople and uh, in, engaging in more technology. And today we are... Uh, we're two locations for employee benefits uh, here in Columbia and, and a location in Florence. We actually bought um, another agency probably about six, seven years ago. And then we also have another third location that strictly deals with individual health insurance on the uh, marketplaces and Medicare and small group sales, really groups under 15 that we send that way. And so uh, about six, full-time employees I believe something like that and and probably eight part-time employees so we're we're a lot bit different today we're probably uh, one of the largest if not the largest independent left in the state of South Carolina that just does employee benefits and uh, you know our competitors are definitely different today than they are we're competing mostly against the national shops and we feel that we can hold our own against them with what we have so so it's a different look today it's a lot more uh, a lot more going on a lot uh, a lot more balls in the air with with the technology with some of the things we do for clients with some of the services we offer uh it's a lot more than just selling insurance today in fact i think you know one of our main selling features is we sell business solutions and, and not insurance. I mean, the insurance is the reason we get paid, but really our job today is, is helping our clients navigate uh, the legal minefields of, of employee benefits that's government related, but also the operational uh, uh, things that come up in their business that we may and, and can often help them streamline, whether it's efficiencies from enrollment to to more communication, to slicker communication, and all of that. So a total different uh, ball game today, and and is, and that's most businesses. If you're not always changing and reinventing yourself, and 
and trying to be on the cusp of uh, of change, um, you're you're going to be left behind. And you know, personally, I'm not one to to change a lot. I, I'm a kind of set in my ways, and if it's not broke, fix it. But that's really not you know the mantra for for our business because we're always you know, changing this, changing that, new service, new this, new that, because, you know, our clients and our competitors are, are demanding it. So, so definitely totally different today. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. And um, you may, you may not personally love change, but I say that you've, you've allowed your business to grow and change with the times and with, with your workforce, I certainly agree that you're definitely one of the biggest in the state it's interesting to hear that you're primarily competing with the national firms. What is it that that you think sets you and your business apart from some of those national firms? I know that the the competitive marketplace is is cutthroat as it can get right now, and any competitive edge you have is helpful. Well, se- several things. Uh, you know, for us, uh, we're not connected on the property and casualty side so we're not cross-referencing any business or cross-referring any business and any any lead uh, that we get into our pipeline and anything that we sell has been self-generated and and that is one of the most difficult things we do on a daily basis is uh, put uh, legitimate prospects in the pipeline so you've nurtured that prospect to to being a suspect on your list, to getting them through the pipeline, to actually selling them and, and onboarding them as a client. So you're more invested in that, number one, uh, swapped on your desk. Uh, number two is with a lot of the national firms, the, the brokers are, are the hunters, and then they're turned over to another staff, and you're out there hunting more. So your engagement from the client is more with the account team, not so the person who sold that group. Right. With us, the broker stays involved. You're you're actively engaged. Now you're not doing a lot of the day-to-day work. We have account management that does that. But when there are issues that come up that, that need to be elevated a little bit, the broker is definitely involved. The broker's doing the renewals. He's he's working the renewals. He's working with the carriers. He's working relationships and, and plan design. Uh, that's an advantage I think that we have over, over the national shops. If a client comes to us and says that they want to try something, uh, and you know we can do it, and and we have the means to do it, and it's beneficial, we're going to go out there and do it. We we're not going to have to run it up the ladder through several layers of management and all of that because we're not, you know, that management centric and and layered and regions national and all. So I think we have advantages there. And, and COVID, I think, has given us an advantage uh, over some of our competitors in the sense that uh, South Carolina has a state that came back to work uh, quicker. We're not, you know, located in a major metropolitan area like a Charlotte or a New York that's much more COVID-focused in, you know, bringing people in the office and remote, whereas our people came back in the office last June, and we've been careful. We've had one or two cases, but not you know, not, not any spread. And uh, we're able to work as a team and, and have those short water cooler exchanges that you don't get sitting at home on Zoom or anything. And I think that's given us advantage to really, you know, come back into the office uh, 
participate with teamwork, uh, exchange ideas, and, and develop our culture even more to where we can be more responsive to clients. Yeah, those are those are all uh, great competitive advantages. And I know from my time working in the Fortune 500 space for an insurance carrier that uh, having having too many layers definitely makes decisions take a very long time. And typically time is not a luxury we have when we're working with prospects and clients in this business. So I love to hear that. No, everybody wants it today, no doubt. I mean, you know, they call you this morning, they want to answer this afternoon, and that's been a big change. Usually in the old days, we, we had a couple of days to do things, and now, you know, it's it's an instantaneous society and culture, and that's even in business. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, they, people right now, and you've got you've got to be able to jump on that problem, and, and you know, we, we do that, so that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So as you're competing with these national firms, are you doing most of your business in South Carolina? I imagine you have a ton of clients here locally, but have you spread out more regionally? Are you doing national business today? Well, most of our business is located in South Carolina. I would say probably 99% of our business is situst in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't, I mean, we've had some clients in North Carolina and Georgia, uh, but really haven't uh, developed that as much. I mean, I think there's still plenty of growth opportunities for us here and our footprint here, you know, here through the Midlands and up into the upstate, we've got someone that also allows us to be more of a statewide player than, than a local player. I mean, our clients range from Hilton Head, Charleston, the Midlands upstate. I mean, we're in every region uh, of the state, and you know that's kind of our forte. Uh, eventually, could we go there? Yeah, you know the the Charlotte, the Augusta. Uh, you know, would like to be down somewhere around Aiken that we could hop over to Augusta and maybe Rock Hill, where you could hop into Charlotte. We're looking at some strategic uh, partnerships now. You know, that may come or may not come to fruition. That that allows you to get in there. But, you know, our business is primarily uh, based in situs out of South Carolina, not just Midlands, but all over the state. Understood. Well, there's, there's no shortage of business businesses here in South Carolina. It seems like uh, every time I look up, there's a new major company putting a very sizable operation in here in South Carolina. Sure. Due to low cost of living, low tax implications, but it's a great place to be. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for insurance, whether it's property and casualty or employee benefits, uh, our we don't have the larger firms per se, but the firms that are locating here are a lot of them are in our wheelhouse. And I, I think from a growth perspective, we are situated pretty good for people coming in here. Again, I think COVID was a was a plus in that respect. I mean, not not overall, but in that respect, I think people moving down here and seeing the quality of life that we do have and the cost of living is a good business climate for uh, for us going forward to to capitalize on not just in the insurance business, but any business in South Carolina because I think it's a it's a good place to be business wise, and I think it'll continue to get stronger. So, like the lay layout of that. Well, for both of our sakes, I hope you're right. And I think you are. Me too. Um, 
before we transition over to talk a little bit about music, uh, I would love, if you don't mind, giving our listeners an idea of how they can best get in touch with you and your team if they want to learn more about Clark and Company. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sims. Uh, we're on the web, uh, www.clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, benefits. Uh, that's benefits with an S dot com. You can uh, go out and, and see, uh, see us online. And then uh, toll free, we're at 888-540-9402 or locally at 803-253-6997. And feel free to email me directly at in Clark at clarkbenefits.com and would love to engage. But um, uh, we're, we're a presence online. Uh, we're, we're through the phone. We'll, we'll engage in any way possible to, to communicate back and forth. Fantastic. Well, I hope, hope you folks listening at home heard that and we'll get in touch with Mr. Clark. All right. I know we don't know, know each other too well. Just met over the phone here a couple of weeks ago, but when I'm not providing uh, benefits technology to my broker partners, I'm, I play a lot of music here locally and, you know, have music on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. So I always like to, to hear about what, what the brokers that come on this podcast are listening to today. So what kind of music do you like and are y'all listening to music around the office very much? Well, around the office, it's everybody's kind of different. So, I mean, every now and then you'll see some uh, mayor pods in, uh, in people's uh, ears. Um, musically, that's a really good question. I mean, I'm kind of all over the board on that. I, you know, being a, a, a child of the 60s, I grew up uh, with, with a lot of different... Uh, music that people listen to today uh allman brothers uh, fleetwood mac some of those things in fact fleetwood mac was my first concert but today I, I listen to a wide variety of stuff i mean the one musical uh genre which being here in south carolina that people can't understand is i don't like country music i don't listen to country music i've never <laughs> been to a country music concert i just don't like country music period uh, you know in the old days, maybe a little bit of Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings, mm -hmm. the Outlaws, and all of that back in my college days, kind of. But today, I just, I just don't enjoy that. Um, I, uh, I listen to a lot of, uh, a lot of like working out. I'll listen to more chill stuff. Uh, Dave Matthews, I enjoy Counting Crows, some of that type of music. Uh, I've got a 16 and an 18 year old, so their uh, musical tastes are a little bit different, more toward the the rap and mm -hmm. house music. So a little bit of that, some of it, the uh, language I cringe, and uh, <laughs> but I'll listen to a little bit of that, and uh, and then you know going back to one of my all time favorites, I, I like U2 and uh, and and that kind of music. So I, I mean I'm all over the board, everything but country. Yeah, that's the only. Only thing that I'm not going to listen to would be would be country music, and you won't find that on a playlist of mine or in any songs. And I like to say I've never been to a country music concert ever. That really is hilarious, uh, and I wouldn't have guessed that because you're right. Most folks in South Carolina, that's that's what they're listening to. But I'm with you. Uh, I don't listen to to any country music that was released after the 1990s. I'm I'm not partial to it at all. Um, 
but uh, you, you did grow up with of, some some really good music yeah and i've got a lot of college students we have like eight students from the university that work for us and and most of them love country and they're always asking i can't believe you don't like this i said no nah, i don't even want to listen to it <laughs> I'll, I'll get in my car because they'll drive my car and it, it will be on a country station and they'll come back did you like the station i left it on i said no i cut it right off i changed it back them so that's funny. Well, I heard you say that Fleetwood Mac was your first concert, and I'm sure that was fantastic. Do you have a favorite all-time concert that you've been to? Well, it's 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 funny. I, I would I was watching the Today Show getting ready this morning, and and they were talking about the I think they just shuffled the top 100 or top 200 songs of all times. Fleetwood Mac Dreams entered the top 10 on this new list, and they were talking about that, and they spotlighted it. But I think the the top concert that I ever went to was the U2 concert. It's probably been about 15 years ago in Charlotte. I'd never seen U2. U2 was always one of my favorite bands. So seeing U2 in Charlotte had great seats, and uh, seeing seeing the show, that probably was the number one concert. And I would probably say the number two concert would have been the Fleetwood Mac. That was the uh, that was their breakout. Um, the Dreams album, I can't remember which album that came off of, but that was uh, Stevie Nicks and all. And that was my first concert. I was probably about 14, 15 years old. And just, you know, the music was great, but also, you know, your first concert, you've never been and you're wild and all of that. So I would say that would that would be the number two. Uh, but you two, seeing, seeing you two live, I think, was probably the best concert. Yeah, those are two uh, fantastic choices, definitely. And I, I'm with you. And, you know, some some of those older uh, acts, like I got to see um, Peter Frampton and Steve Miller a couple years ago here in Columbia, and that's one of the best shows I've seen recently. So I'd love to see you two and Fleetwood Mac myself. Yeah, and, you know, just to give you a perspective, my last concert, it's funny, I was talking to a coworker yesterday someone put a poster in back near our copy machines. It was the last concert post uh, pre-COVID that I went to was post Malone. So a wide <laughs> variety. And it was a good show, actually. I, I enjoyed the enjoyed the show. But, uh, you know, that was, I think, February 20th, because I, I saw the poster two days ago, February 20th in, um, in 2020. So after that, it kind of shut down and started now. But but like I said, I mean, I, I've got a, I, I enjoy listening to music, especially when I'm working out or around the house, just kind of cleaning up or piddling around. I'll have it on in, in the house. But, you know, a lot of times just a different Spotify playlist or something like that. And it makes the time go by and it fills the air. So I, I definitely enjoy it. You're right. Well, you're, you're a true jack of all trades in business and got a very wide variety of music tastes too. So I think those go together hand in hand. Well, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, that's all I've got for you today, Mr. Clark. We appreciate you joining us on the Ballads and Benefits podcast. Before we go, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with the listeners? No, I just, you know, thank you for having me on. And like I said, you know, if anybody um, is looking for any group benefits, I mean, we here uh, locally in South Carolina, we we offer group benefits from two lives up and um, 
we're also individual in the Medicare and individual market. So feel free to call on us and we'll take good care of you and appreciate you having me on this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Until next time, this has been Ballads and Benefits. Yeah.